This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Rays Radio Network, presented by the original Louisiana brand hot sauce. Fairbanks ready to go 2 pitch. Swing and he popped it up. Will it stay in play? Troy in the foul territory. Missed the catch and the Rays win. The Rays have gone back to back as AL East Division champs. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Swing and a high drive. Deep to left field. On its way. His first big league hit is a game tying three run homer. It's five to five. Wander Franco making himself at home in the big league. Coming up. We sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Now here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi everybody, welcome to Bradenton, where the Rays are taking on the Pirates today. Other than being at Tropicana Field, this is as close as the Rays get in spring training to Tropicana Field in terms of game action. Tampa Bay now five days away from the regular season opener against the Baltimore Orioles. And today, Drew Rasmussen will make the start. And since he's following Shane McClanahan in the rotation, and Kevin Cash hasn't named the rotation after Shane McClanahan, you could probably get a good guess as to who will follow, or at least that he will pitch early in the season, assuming all things go well today. Now, a couple other things. Notes on today's action. Harold Ramirez will play first base for the first time in a race uniform. He's done it in winter ball in Columbia and says he's very comfortable there. Kevin Cash said the same. So we could see him occasionally rather than as a DH as a first baseman against left-handed pitching. Speaking of DHs, Mike Zanino is DHing for a second straight day, and the expectation is he will start tomorrow behind the plate for the Rays as he's been dealing with some right shoulder inflammation. Otherwise, Rays are relatively healthy. Kevin Kiermeyer not in the lineup today, but is supposed to play tomorrow and Tuesday. And then beyond the starter, Drew Rasmussen, Jalen Beeks, JT Shagwa, Ryan Thompson, and Matt Whistler among the regulars scheduled to pitch. Now, a bullpen guy not pitching today, but a key part of the season is Andrew Kittredge. We're going to hear from him in a little bit on Countdown to Opening Day. We're also going to hear from Matt Quattrero. We mentioned just five days until the opener. Q is the guy who organizes spring training. We'll talk to him about the challenges of doing so in this certainly unique year coming off the lockout and a shortened spring training and compressed spring training Overall, we've got the Rays and Pirates at the top of the hour with Dave and Andy. When we return, we will hear from Andrew Kittredge, the Rays all-star reliever from a year ago. He's missing something from last year. We'll tell you what that is and if he's going to do anything about it. Right after this, you're listening to Countdown to Opening Day from Bradenton today on 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Welcome back to Bradenton. Neil Solon's with you, where the Rays are taking on the Pirates today. Dave and Andy will have the play-by-play at the top of the hour. You know, at 32, you probably could call Andrew Kittredge one of the graybeards in terms of the Rays players this year. But an all-star a year ago, he's now without the beard. So when we sat down this week, the first question I asked was, where is the beard? Well, uh, I don't know where it is. I shaved it about three days after the season, so... um probably long gone by now but uh 
as far as it coming back, I don't know. We'll see. I, as of right now, that's not in the plans, but we'll see. I just like changing it up periodically. So, Obviously, like most baseball players, you're not as superstitious as some. Yeah, I'm just a little stitious. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I try not to read too much into anything like that. You know, I don't uh, – yeah, I'm not. I'm not superstitious. So you had such a terrific year last year. When you reflect, what allowed you to be as successful as you were and have your best year in the big leagues? I think it was just really getting a good routine down to where I was able to show up every day and kind of replicate what I did the day before. I think it just helped kind of be consistent on the mound, but just in in how I went about my day. Um, you know, from the training staff to uh, catch play and everything, just really kind of trying to to hammer down and, and just get consistent in my delivery. And, and I think I was able to achieve that, and which ultimately just kind of helped me maintain consistency consistency throughout the season. So, was it organic, or were there things that you really did change in terms of your routine last year, and who may have helped you at all, if anyone? A lot of it stemmed from my injury the year before. Um, you know, I had rehabbed that whole off season and kind of discovered some things that I, I think were beneficial to me uh, to just add to my routine. You know, most of it was geared around, you know, arm health. Um, but then a lot of it just kind of really translated to the mound. So um, that was, yeah, that was kind of, I think, what I attribute that to. And how do you think it helped going into this year, or at least going into your off season? Because it was a weird off season where you had several months where you didn't know when we were playing. Um, yeah, I mean it's definitely a different off season than most. But as far as my preparation went, you know, nothing really changed um, as far as that went. You know, I, I I started throwing about the same time I always would. Um, yeah, I mean I tried to you know kind of just build off where I was uh, where I was last year and 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 basically do the things in in the offseason um in catch play and all that stuff that uh that i had been basically doing the year before just to try to you know get back on it you know you look around the room and there are a lot of guys who are returnees in that bullpen um but you're now one of the elder statesmen so to speak is that weird and and what influence can you have on others in a positive way yeah i mean it is kind of weird i i guess this is my sixth season with the rays it's uh you know i think KK and I were the only ones on that 2017 team, even though I was there very, very uh, for a short period of time. But um, yeah, I mean, it's strange. It's 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 nice just because the familiarity is there, the comfort levels there. Um, so I like, you know, I like that I can walk in the clubhouse and I know everybody. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the bullpen goes, you know, this we do we are returning a lot of guys, and we had a lot of success last year. So I think there's um, you know a lot to build off going forward this year and as far as my presence there you know uh I just want to be a good teammate you know um if if I can help some guys out along the way um that's great but you know I, I'm just as capable of needing help as anybody down there so um you know I think I think we all kind of feed off each other and 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 help each other out with whatever information that we got and and that's what I think part of the thing that's contributed to the success of the bullpen over the last couple of years how much of the group's success is also due to two guys who've been here for a long time in Kyle and Stan, and how do they settle down your group? Um, I mean, their message is so clear on what we want to do. You know, there's 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 no gray area as far as uh, the pitching staff is concerned. The way that they they deliver the message, um, you know, I think 
that does definitely help. I mean, they're just consistent. I mean, what we're what we're trying to do as a pitching staff is not is not uh, rocket science. You know, I mean, it's it's just be aggressive in the zone, and and that's it's nice because that message is just repeated and repeated. And and being that they've been here so long and and have such a good relationship with all of our guys, I think that that's definitely a major key to it. You did get some tough news as a group this week with Pete Fairbanks now officially being up probably for the first at least half of the season. Give us a feel for how this group can absorb his loss for now. Um, I mean, we just got depth, uh, which is which is huge. You know, our bullpen, you know, unfortunately, we're going to probably have some guys in, in AAA that should be in the big leagues. Um, but that's that just speaks to our organizational depth at that position. You know, our bullpen depth is, is so good. You know, unfortunately, in a time like this with Pete going down, we're we're have to call on it right away. But uh, you know, I'm I said it, you know yesterday when I heard the news, I'm excited for for someone's opportunity to step in and fill in his shoes. So, you know, like you said, you can't really replace Pete because of of what he brings. But um, you know, I think there's a lot of guys that that are kind of chomping at the bit to kind of fill in his shoes. Who are some guys? Uh, you know, I've seen all the spring training, but who are some guys that you've been around and you're like? Boy, he could really be poised for a good year the way he's throwing, just the way he's gone about his business. Yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to say. You know, I mean, I think everybody um, is capable of that that we got just because of the stuff in the room. It's kind of hard for me to, to pick out any any one particular guy. But, um, you know, guys, I, I, I really like the chances of the guys that have, that have missed time from injury. You know, Jalen Beek's coming back from his surgery. I'm really excited to see, you know, because he was throwing the ball so well when he got hurt there in uh, 2020. Colin Pochet, you know, some of those guys that are rehabbing from injuries and coming back now, I'm really excited to see what what uh, what they're going to do just because, you know, a lot of that rehab process, you know, they're getting stronger and, and, and better. You know, they got, <laughs> they're older and um, – you know, I'm just excited to see what those guys can do. So that would probably be, uh, yeah, who I would say. And beyond that, you also have some new guys. Uh, how is Brooks Riley fed in? And for us, who for most of us who haven't got to see him a lot, would it would have? What how's he fit in personality with the group? Uh, he fits right in. I mean, he's uh, there was really no time adjustment. You know, there was no adjustment needed. It was just he, he stepped right in and, and just kind of belonged. So um, he's just got the personality that he's going to fit right in. You know, he's he's a little older like myself, so, you know, there is a little bit of a veteran presence there. But, um, yeah, I mean, from day one, it, it, it seemed like a good fit. So excited to see what he can do for us. And the, the first month is probably going to be a little more unique than others because the starters won't be as stretched out. You guys are going to be able to carry a, l- a couple extra pitchers. How will that help, and how much is just on the bullpen for everybody to contribute? Yeah, I mean, it's – that is definitely going to help, you know, uh, especially early on with the with the, the shortened spring training. You know, some guys aren't able to get the buildup that they normally would. So, you know, um, have, carrying the extra arms and being able to get guys rest when they need to is going to be huge. Um, but also for the starters, it's going to allow them time to, to kind of get their normal buildup. And, um, you know, anytime you can carry extra arms in the pen, uh, we'll welcome it for sure. So. Um, that should that should definitely help us early on. And it seems also, you look at the pen, a lot of different looks again. It's not like you and, and Rayleigh and you know, Beeks, they're all unique to arm angles and what they throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a credit to the, the Rays as, a, you know, what they're looking for in players. You know, they every one of us has something unique that we do very well. So, 
Um, there's definitely a lot of looks, you know, whether it's arm angles or pitch types or, or, or just strengths in general, you know. I think that's one thing that makes us is really good is that we, you know, we're not throwing the same cookie-cutter guys out there every time. So, yeah, I mean, I think just the, the uniqueness of what our bullpen is uh, is also part of the reason why we're good. And that's Andrew Kittredge, career year last season, nine wins, eight saves, and threw almost 72 innings with a 188 ERA, certainly a big part of the bullpen mix for the race this year, especially with Pete Fairbanks' injury uh, just a week ago today. Now coming up on Countdown to Opening Day, bench coach Matt Quichero on a unique spring will continue from Bradenton right after this on 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Bradenton. Neil Solon's with you. This is Countdown to Opening Day, getting you set for the Rays and Orioles five days from now at Tropicana Field. Later today, Rays and Pirates. Dave and Andy with a call at the top of the hour. Certainly it's been a busy week for Matt Cotrero. He has had to not only be the bench coach of the race and run spring training, but his kids George and Leo have been around all weekend long too. I didn't ask him about that, but I asked him with a compressed spring, what has he appreciated the most? The thing I probably appreciate the most is how normal it's seemed. You know, the guys have come in in great shape. They've come in ready to work and quite frankly, more ready than we had kind of anticipated. You know, it's hard to know what they've been doing or impossible to know what they had been doing before we got here. But from day one, it was pretty evident that they were ready to go and wanted to push themselves. Did that make it a little harder in terms of just the overall preparation? Um, because usually you have everything down to a, a science in terms of days, but you still had to figure out what guys were capable of doing. Yeah, we took the first couple of days to kind of get a snapshot of where they were. And, as, you know, as soon as the lockout was lifted and we were told we can communicate, Kyle, Hoove, Cashy, everybody called their position guys and just got a feel for where they were and how they felt. And and I'm sure Joe Benj had communication with see how guys were physically. And when they came in, we just watched for a day or two, and then it was time to get going. We had a compressed five days or whatever it was before games, which was very unusual. So like like every spring, that you know, most of it's driven by the pitching, and Kyle did a good job of laying out exactly how they were going to get built up. And I think we kind of knew that there would be some hope of expanded rosters, which will be helpful to not have to push guys too fast and – you know, so far, so good. We talk so much about the pitching and getting the pitching ready, but what are the challenges in dealing with a compressed spring for the position players that you've learned from uh, during this experience? I think most of it is just getting them over the heavy legs, you know, like once you get on your feet every day. You know, they've all been working out, but once you're on your feet every day consistently doing the same thing at the same time, you know, the extra running and stuff like that, getting them over that like heavy dead leg period, um, which TC and Joey have mapped out a great running program from, for them this spring. You know, and for position players, it's tougher because there isn't a set number of at-bats that automatically leads to your timing is good and everybody starts the year feeling great. It's just not how hitting works. So um, I think overall the challenges are just making sure that their bodies feel good and we're you know, healthy to start the year. 
from a compressed spring standpoint, is there anything that you've learned from it that can help you guys do your job even better in future springs when dealing with the shortened period? I think we're pretty good at that overall. You know, we don't do things just to check boxes that, hey, we made sure they ran this many bases or we they get this many swings in BP. We listen to the guys. We, we use our eyes. We trust ourselves. And there's measurables that, you know, the sports science team does with the the evaluations, the testing when they come in to see if there's deficiencies or those kinds of things, and they address those in the weight room. And, you know, when it comes to those things, I think we've learned some of that. But we've also learned from the past couple of years with the disjointed spring, the COVID year and all that kind of stuff that, you know, guys can get themselves ready in less amount of time. And, you know, we just have to go player by player to see how they feel. And, and from that standpoint, you know, you also in spring normally get a lot of fundamental work done, um, whether it's bunning, whether it's uh, defense, whether it's base running. You mentioned, you know, you're not trying to check X amount of boxes, but have you been able to get all the fundamental work accomplished that you wanted this spring? Yeah, we've prioritized the things that we thought, you know, like I said, the running. We've done a lot of base running. We've done um, actually that you brought it up a lot of bunting. And what we've kind of held back on a little bit is the team fundamentals of the pop-up priorities and the cuts and relays and first and third defenses we've kind of tried to prioritize get as much pfp with the pitchers you know get them handling the ball get them working with the infielders and now that we're down to the last 10 days or so we'll get into the team stuff the cuts and relays the positioning and those kinds of things one of the neat things about spring training and especially with this organization because it's so talented through and through is getting to see some of the young players have you had a chance to watch them enough um and get a look at guys and has anything jumped off the page at you about this year's group well the depth you know i mean it stands out every year i'm sure i've mentioned this to you in prior years too that when the guys come over to back up the just the talent level is immense you know everybody that comes looks like they handle themselves well they work this year one thing that's been different is they've worked out with us on days that they come to back up so we get to see them take their ground balls and take bp with our guys and that kind of stuff so that's been different but yeah the depth of talent is great the bar is high this year the team's been to the postseason three years in a row for the first time what have you liked about this group as we get ready and are closing in on the regular season start yeah, you know, the one thing we haven't had a lot of in this spring is, you know, position battles. You know, guys are, for the most part, the team is set. There might, with the bigger roster, who knows, you know, there's going to be pitching decisions or maybe the last guy on the roster, those kinds of things might sway a little bit. But I think guys have come in here with a mindset of, we were really disappointed the way the year ended, and it's time to get back to work, you know. And, and you know, there's no guarantees we get to that point again, but that's the expectation to be better than we were last year. Where can this group be better, Q, from what you've seen so far, and what stands out? That's a really good question. I mean, I think the challenge is you can't just map out and say, well, if like in, if we run the ball better in football or whatever, we'll win more games or that kind of thing because so much is dependent on the, what the opponent and their pitching and their defense. And But we have the strength of our team. You know, We have a tremendously deep pitching staff. We have a great defense, and we have a very versatile lineup that – you know, they, they really challenge opposing pitchers in different ways every night. So I think for us, it's consistency. It's making sure that everybody is performing to the best of their ability so that the unit is at the best. There are a couple things that are probably unique here as you get ready for the start of the regular season next week. One is there's a whole lot less time that you guys are going to spend at Tropicana Field before the season starts in terms of workout days or usually your camp shifts. But, you know, here I think you're going to have home games through Monday. Um, 
Is that challenging, or because you have so many players back, does it impact much? I had not thought about that because I, I don't know that that's, you know, I think we usually go up there for a workout and an exhibition game, and then there's an off day. So I think maybe we'll miss one workout that up there that we normally would have had. So I don't think I would th- feel that there's going to be much of a, an issue there. We'll get the machine out and shoot the pop-up so guys can get used to the roof again. And the, one of the great things Dan Moeller and, and those guys do is the field is super consistent. So, And they'll be there to listen to the infielders if there's something that they don't like or whatever and you know try to smooth it out or whatever the case is. But the field plays very consistently. The, bolt, the mound is one of the ones that people like the most in the league. So I think we'll just be ready to jump in. Normally, too, you are able to kind of take advantage of some of the minor league games on the backfields to get guys extra at-bats. Well, here on this last weekend before the regular season, the minor leaguers are about to all begin their season. So does that make it a little more challenging to get guys the extra ABs they need or the extra this or that? Well, we've used it a little bit, but that's the thing is, like I said earlier, there is no set number of at-bats, you know, and the guys, they're getting their two or three in the in the game, and if they want extra, they know it's there for them, but... I don't think there is any one set number that you check that box and say, okay, we're ready to go. You know, in a, in a six-week spring, you get those at-bats because maybe they get, we give them two days off, and so they want to, you know, we're getting their body ready. They want some extra looks down there. But right now, they've been on a very regular schedule. We're building them up to two or three days in a row and maybe getting into seven or more innings coming up. So, I, so far, we haven't seen the need, but if somebody really wants it, they can utilize it all they want. Okay, a couple of unique things this year. One, and you've dealt with this before, 28-man roster. How, what does that change as a bench coach in terms of how you try and watch the game? Well, it depends on how they, teams break that 28 down. You know, I mean, I would guess that early on a lot of teams are going to be at 16 pitchers. So that wouldn't change much from a position player standpoint because some teams will be at fewer position players to accommodate the, the pitching. In our case – you know, ours, ours is, we have, a, like I said, a team that's mostly back. So we've been used to how we use the pinch hitters. You know, if G-Man's on the bench or Yandy's on the bench or whoever it is, pinch runners, if, you know, Walsey or whoever's late in the game. So we, we've been using those guys similarly for a year or so now. Um, uh, from the other side, it's going to be hard to predict early in the year what people are thinking. You know, with I, we start out with Baltimore and Oakland, those teams – who knows what the roles are going to be. Some of the teams have more defined roles in their bullpen than, than maybe those guys will. So early on, it'll be hard to be like sure that, hey, they're bringing in this guy in the seventh. We should save Choi to face him or whatever the example is. But it's a long-winded way to say I don't really know what the changes are going to be. But with a lot more pitching, there's going to be a lot more changes during the game. Even though it affects very few games, are you okay with a universal DH and not having to worry about double switches? You know, there is a fun aspect to that, though, when you have to prepare for those and your brain gets going and the adrenaline, right? let's make sure we don't mess up this double switch, make sure we got the guys in the right spot in the order. But I think for the overall good of the game, it's better to have the pitchers not risking injury running the bases or getting hit by a pitch. Stuff from the bench coach of the Rays there, Matt Couture, and we certainly appreciate all of his time today. On our latest Countdown to Opening Day show, in fact, our last of this spring. And we also want to thank Andrew Kittredge for being with us, too. The kid, of course, is going to be a big part of the bullpen this year for the Rays. And you're going to hear from him, I'm sure, plenty during the regular season. I also want to thank on site Chris Miller and back at our network studios, Derek Dubose. Dave and Andy will have the play-by-play coming up. We will have a podcast during the week on what's new at the ballpark. Stay tuned for that. And, of course, next Sunday, we won't be countdown to opening day. 
will be in the regular season. So we'll have our full hour this week in Rays baseball, 90 minutes before first pitch when the Rays take on the Orioles on Sunday. And Kevin Kiermeyer will be our featured guest in the program. Expect to hear from Dave and Andy and a whole lot more as well. Again, the Rays getting set for the Pirates. Final tune-up for Drew Rasmussen, and you'll hear that in just a moment. Neil Solon saying thanks for being with us. This is Countdown to Opening Day on 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Thank you for listening to Countdown to Opening Day. Taylor leans all the way in, making a 90-degree angle. A Rosarita hits for home. The throw, he has stolen home, and it's 5-0 Rays. If you missed any of the show, download it at RaysBaseball.com slash radio. Randy Rosarena not only has homered, but he has stolen home. Opening Day will be here before you know it. Swing and a miss. He struck him out the race win. For tickets, visit RaysBaseball.com.